I don't think Zion's playing, so I would take Duke one. And then he UVA. Is, he is playing. He's going to play. He's not going to play. Coach K said it after the game on North Carolina on Saturday that Zion was going to play this week. I think they would have played him against North Carolina if he was healthy. Or what? Five days rest. Interest. What do I know? What does Coach K know? I'm thinking Zion's going to get there and say, you know what? I thought about it. Uh, I really want to be that number one pick. I'm not playing. Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae. And welcome to another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. I am Joe Deck. With me, as always, is Leland McRae. Leland, a little too scared to take hard takes like me. Um, I went out on the limb saying <laughs> Zion wasn't going to play. He played. I said we were going to mop for the state. That wasn't a hard take. It was like a, for me, it was just like fact repeating. Like they announced Zion was playing, and then you're like, oh, he's not going to play. And I'm like, I mean, it's just facts. So. No, that couldn't have been right. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Technically, I didn't watch Duke play. Over the weekend. Technically, I didn't watch Duke play in the ACC tournament. So as far as I know, this is all. You missed a show. Media bias and fake news, and he didn't even play. Um, <laughs> you missed a show. It was that North Carolina game was one of the best college basketball games I've seen in a while. And just he's, you know, we're going to talk more about Zion later uh, when Patrick's on. I'm sure we'll talk about Duke, but he's just like one of the most impactful college players I've ever is. watched. And I'm not going to say he's the best, but he just has that impact on the game. And even though he looks a little rough doing it sometimes, ball goes in. And I mean, when he's nine for nine to start a game, you're you're just going to go in the right direction. And my other hot takes from last week, of course, Virginia Tech was going to mop Florida State, not so much. And JMU women were definitely going to go to the tournament, and oops. So yeah. one of those was a worse failure than the other. The JMU women was the biggest upset in uh, CAA history, which is just I'll ugh, get to that. It's a bad look. I'll get to and that. We're not going to talk about that. The WNIT, it's just tough. Cool. We'll talk about that uh, at the end. Uh, yeah. So spoiler alert. But let's the open Florida, this thing Florida, up. Tech almost got Florida State. They were right there with them. We played they were, them even they the played last him. two times. Yeah, it, it was a tough one. but yeah. It's whatever. Um, let's let's talk about the bracket. So the bracket came out. Um, let's start with UVA. They're the one seed in their region, uh, and they're going to get Gardner-Webb. Now, the funny thing is, when Gardner-Webb beat Radford, and everyone knew okay, Gardner-Webb's going to go to the tournament. They're definitely going to be a 16. The question is, which one do they draw? I already saw UVA fans going, watchers have to play Gardner-Webb. And I was like, uh, why does it matter? Who who cares? What other one seed is sitting there going, oh, man, I hope I don't get this 16 seed? No one. Nobody else That's is the thing, though, is I'm not that. even like that worried about Gardner-Webb for them. Like I watched them play Radford, and it was just they like... They stink. They're crap. bad. Yeah, I didn't think Gardner-Webb was very good, and they're not going to be draining threes like uh, uh, UMBC did last year. So, I mean, hey, UVA, you might get past that 16 seed this year. Cool. You better, you hope. I got Uh, news for you. Their region, by the way, um, so since we're talking about UVA, I'll go ahead and broaden it out a little bit. Uh, If they don't make the Final Four this year, Tony Bennett is, I I never want to hear these words again. Tony Bennett is the best coach in the country because it will be a straight, bold-faced lie. And if they don't get to the Final Four this year, they should never be allowed to be a one seed ever again with Tony like, Bennett as the head coach. I appreciate these rules you're throwing out. I'm not going to argue against them. It's a doable region. I think Oh, uh, it's an them, easy region. Them and Gonzaga have doable regions there. And, uh, you, you know, we'll see what comes of it. But, uh, I mean, anything can happen in these tournaments. 
I I generally I have a history of picking UVA to lose as a one seed to a 16 seed. Last year was the first year I didn't, and then heh, there it happened. But my money in Vegas made up for it. Um, the this year I'm not picking them to lose that 16 seed, but it is kind of hard to find who could knock them off from a bias standpoint. The guy that wants to pick against UVA, it's hard to find that team that you're convinced. I have one selected. Uh, I, I do not have them going to the Final Four, but I like it is not as strong. You know there isn't. You know, they always get worried about Michigan State being there, and uh, <laughs> um, they don't have them. But, it, yeah, it's it's a doable region, and I, you are on your hyperbole to throw with that. Like, you know, they should never be allowed to be one seed again, but it's a doable region. And and anything – I'm last week I said if they lost in the Elite Eight, it wouldn't be embarrassing. Looking at this bracket, it's it's leaning towards, like, you, you got to get to that Final Four to save face. So – well, especially after losing in the semifinals of the ACC tournament. Yeah, but then then Tennessee is your two seed in your region who got trounced by twenty in their conference championship against Auburn. Who's so not yeah, good. yeah, not bleeding strength there. Our Hokies, they're a four seed playing St. Louis. Last week we had the uh, quiz Leland on what their mascot was. I'm very aware now, um, and I hate the Bilkins now. That should have been our intro. That should have been our intro. Yeah, I messed up. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's Virginia Tech all season. I've been saying I just want them to make it to the second weekend. Uh, I also had a thing where I want to beat a team with a lower number than us. That's going to be really hard for us to do because the first one we're going to come across is number one Duke. But if we make it to that second weekend, I will be happy. I will be convinced that we will beat Duke if that's what happens. But we got games to take care of before then. But, obviously, my bracket has that written in. Okay, well. Calm down, Icarus. Let me be the one to throw some cold water on that dream. If we get to Duke, mission accomplished. Yeah. Anything uh, yeah. else, yeah, yeah. anything else is beyond my wildest expectations. Gravy, I yeah. don't think, unless Zion blows his shoes out in the first minute of the game, I don't He's think we have a chance. Out, I, yeah. I don't think we have a chance against Duke if Zion plays, but. We just don't have anybody to match up against no. him and at that's, all. That's the thing. Yeah. I've seen teams lock everybody else down, but not be able to stop him. And I, I look at us and I'm like, we can't stop him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just going to be dunking on us. Back uh, when I was in college, I saw UConn with an Okafor come up there. Uh, this is a while ago. And uh, when we were still in the Big East, like 12 times, just like one dribble, slam it down our faces. That's what I'm afraid is going to happen if Zion plays against us. Uh, I know we beat Duke once already this year. Zion wasn't there. They showed him the whole game, but he wasn't playing. Um, so, hey, I agree. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just being honest. If we make it to next weekend, I'm going to come up with how it's going to happen, that we're going to win. I'll talk about that next Monday. I hope that's what I'm talking about next Monday. And I'll tell you right now, I'm crazy, but that's fine. Okay. Fanatic for a reason. Um, other... <laughs> teams from the commonwealth that made it to the big dance uh old dominion they draw they're a 14 they draw number three purdue it's gonna be one heck of a ball game um oof. all right let's i'm just not as sold on that upset i'm not pick. sold everybody's, on that upset either if that happens rolling with it and uh if that happens like, i'm done <laughs> everybody keeps talking about it but i mean their head coach is a uva player so maybe that's why people around me keep saying that you know they're uva fans um I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be cool, but and Purdue is not super strong. But I'm just not. I'm not picking that upset. Yeah, uh, Liberty is another hot upset pick. They're a 12 seed playing number five seed Mississippi State. 
I know you and I are rooting for that. Um, I actually think that has a pretty good chance. If they if the three ball falls, they've got a chance. The only way I'm rooting for that is just for the sake that the Hokies would play a 12 seed in that second game instead of a five seed. I uh, am not rooting for Scotty James there to be flopping all over the place. I don't care. Hooker crook win the game. <laughs> uh, and then the other Virginia team to make it is VCU. They're the eight and they play the nine UCF disappointing uh, Atlantic 10 for them. They went out early there as the one seed, uh, but still get in here still, uh, you know, an eight seed. And that, you know, that's not too far different than they probably would have been anyway. I assume you're picking UCF just, just from all the football talk about UCF, your hatred of VCU. I just am writing that in my bracket for your pick. So I'm going to be watching VCU's Twitter quite hard before Thursday. Uh, I want to know if that point guard that got hurt, the rumor is they're going to try to see if he can play. If he can play, I think they can beat UCF. If he doesn't play, UCF is going to run them off the floor. Okay. Uh, That's good. That's good intel, good info. Um, I'm just surprised that you would even think about picking VCU since you hate them so much. I usually don't use bias in the first two rounds. See, the first round is about the only time I use some bias because I usually like have UVA losing as a one seed or I have Virginia Tech, you know, beating somebody they probably shouldn't. Uh, this year is a little easier because they're a little higher ranked. Um, but you know what? I do give you credit. I, I will like acknowledge the bracket is the time where I do use my least biasness in my fandom because I, I want to take a shot at winning some money. Um, so I try to leave. You know, there's a level to my uh, I tried to my craziness. I try to be a little bit unbiased and make some picks, um, but it's still not a perfect science. No, um, the, the ACC uh, big story at, at yeah. large, getting three of the one seeds. Um, it, big, I know the big argument East did is that in 2009, and that's the only other time one conference has had three one seeds and they didn't win the national championship. So um, yeah, there you go. But I think you you know, the argument is ACC, Big Ten, who's better? Without a doubt, the top of the ACC is better than the top of the Big Ten. I think the question comes top to bottom. There's more Big Ten teams overall in the tournament than ACC teams. The ACC teams that are in the tournament are higher seated than the Big I Ten teams. I didn't listen to Tony today, but I'm sure Michael Wilbon was saying that about the about the uh, Big Ten being deeper. He does. <laughs> he did. And... Um, <sighs> You know, we'll see what happens. I, I think, I think one of the things you need to look at, myself. I don't know. I I got to be honest. I told you this before, and I'm going to just admit it to the audience now. Outside of the ACC, I did not watch a lot of college basketball. I watched a couple Georgetown games because <laughs> I was interested in watching Mac McClung. And I watched uh, a JMU game because that's where I went to school. Because um, <laughs> you like to punish yourself. Yeah, because I... Yeah, I love hate watching. Um, But I think I caught like five minutes of uh, the Radford game. I watched some Big Ten games and I watched some Tennessee a couple times. I I caught one of the Tennessee Kentucky games, Um, but that's it. I I did not watch a lot outside the ACC. Uh, And even then, a lot of that was focused on Virginia Tech. So um it's hard for me to say for sure. Uh, the Big Ten won the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, they have more teams in. But I think a big thing to watch is how do they do once they're in the tournament? 
I can tell you right now, I think there's too many Pac-12 teams in the tournament. I thought the Pac-12 should have There's like two. <laughs> yeah. The, the Pac-12 should have had the champion, and that's it, in my opinion. Yeah. The, Washi- that conference, Washington losing there, before, but uh, not winning the uh, championship, probably helped them get the two seeds in. Yeah. Because um, Oregon wasn't getting in otherwise. Well, then they have three, because um, Arizona, oh, Arizona State is in. one of the yeah. play-ins. Yeah, they have three. three. Um, I wouldn't have put two in. So... Uh, I would have said when Washington lost, I would have said, well, sucks to suck. You're not going. Um, Your your conference is worse than most of the mid-majors, in my opinion. That conference is terrible. And I know we're going to bring Patrick on later. We'll see what he thinks about it. But I I just, I have zero faith in that conference. I think that conference is bad. When I saw Virginia Tech pretty much handle Washington, and then seeing Virginia Tech play other games throughout the year, I was like, okay, I mean, look, we're good, but we're not that good. Like, you have problems. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. I think a point that I want to bring up after hearing some bracket talk today, and this is mostly people. I haven't dove into any podcasts or uh, radio shows since Sunday. Uh, everybody's talking Buffalo, and they're seated low at six, and that's good for them. That's good respect. Just be careful with them. I, I think everybody's really heavy on them. And I think I, I think I've seen this story before. And it, even though they have the seniors, even though they are, they've been there, they've built up to this, they might be listening to the listen to the talk too much. And I, I would watch that if I was in my bracket. I just I don't see them losing in that first round. Okay, no, I yeah, I'm not don't saying see them go going, early. but I don't see them getting past the second round. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I understand they're a sexy pick. And look, at a certain point this year, my bracket is going to get busted to the point where it's unrecognizable. So sure, if there's going to be chaos, then let's let the mid-majors run wild. Um, you know, my alma mater being a mid-major, fine. Um, let's have Virginia Tech in the Final Four. I don't care. But Oh, my goodness. If that happens, by the way, Buzz Williams is gone. But um, I will build we'll, a statue. For we will him build to, a statue. Way bad on the way we will the build a statue in midcourt that people have to play around from <laughs> here fine. on out. But um, I, I, again, to my to my original point, I, Texas Tech is also a good team. They got a bad draw. And that's there. a team I haven't watched. They 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 got a bad draw. Um, I've done a little bit of research and watched some highlights um, since I got off work. Um, Texas Tech is a good team. Uh, Michigan is a good team as well. They got a tough draw in the bottom of that bracket. I know you were saying you thought Gonzaga's region was easy. Uh, I think Gonzaga's region is hard. I think it's a difficult region with Florida State being the four. Texas Tech is the three. Michigan is the two. I mean, that's tough. I don't think Florida State has enough to take down Gonzaga. Yeah, they just went to the ACC championship. What do they have? I mean, who they beat to get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they wiped so, out the state of Virginia, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, the whole state of Virginia. What, uh, what's, what are some upsets you do have? Like one, just name one. You have to spill your whole bracket, but yeah, give, give the audience what they want. Northeastern takes down Kansas. Bill Man. Self and the Kansas Jayhawks are fake. Give it up for the too. Colonial. Give it up for the Colonial. Give me the Huskies. I have that one too. Northeastern shoots threes like crazy. They love Kansas it. is a, just a dumpster fire. Over half of their shots from the field are beyond the arc. It's yeah. insane. Yes, <laughs> and they made forty eight percent of them. I, so I have them, them written down as well. I had them written down as well. So I'm going to take my other one. Uh, 
I don't care who wins, Temple or Belmont, either one, they're going to beat Maryland. Whoever wins that game yeah, beats Maryland's Maryland. Fake. And a lot of years, maybe not every single year, but a lot of years, one of these teams in this play-in, uh, you know, the upper play-in game, they go ahead and win a second game too. I think that's where I'm picking it from, calling it right here. Um, so that was, those were the two I had. Love it. All right. Um, let's – I do want to circle back around to the viewing of these games. Uh, I do it right. I like to brag. Um, this was uh, – my wife is – stands football. She likes football. She stands it through the football season, but she loves basketball. So we watch a lot of basketball winter, and we do it right at tournament, as you know. Three TVs in the family room vacation days from work are used. I have a huge bracket over to my right right now that I'm looking at. I do it right. And I just can't wait. I mean, it's my favorite time. I mean, this is a Christmas type impact on my life. Like this is a couple days off long weekend and we watch basketball. It's great. So I just wanted to brag about that. I like that Virginia tech is playing Friday night. I wish it wasn't the very last game that's going to start Friday night, but it's, I like them Friday night. Um, I, you know, kind of, let every all the craziness happen ahead of them and they can come in clear minded and go. Um, and I like all the Virginia schools playing or all but one ODU plays Thursday, but all the rest of them play on, um, Friday. So I like that. And, uh, that's going to work out well for my viewing. So, uh, that's what I'm excited about watching. Let me tell you why I'm going to watch them all. I, I normally I would agree because I'm starting to get to that point where I hate staying up late. Um, but Here's why I don't mind Virginia Tech playing the last game of the day. And it's a little bit of the pessimistic side of me, I guess. Just in case Virginia Tech loses, because it's the last game of the day, it won't linger and ruin my experience of watching the rest of the tournament for that day. Because if they had played, if they played like a noon or even a two o'clock game and they lost, I'm not going to lie. I would watch the rest of the games that day, but I would hate it. I would be like, <laughs> this is just so dumb. That's how I felt Friday night watching the ACC tournament. Because I really wanted us playing Friday night, as we talked about for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hate watch that Florida State UVA game. It was like, I mean, I, I'm rooting for Florida State because we know I'm not rooting for UVA. But it's like, I was just mad at them for beating us and just <laughs> barely beating us. So it was a tough game to watch. Then it was followed up by the one of the better games I've ever watched with the UNC Duke game. But, uh, yeah, that was what I did Friday night. I, I know what you mean. Last year when we lost to Alabama um, during the That was the, the day, last game that night, wasn't it? Yeah. Say it again? That was the last game that night, the Alabama-Virginia Tech game, wasn't it? That wasn't a day game. I thought it was during the day. Or am I, yeah, thinking, I might be misremembering. But either way. The Wisconsin I, was definitely at night. But. I get what you're saying. I'll, I'll take that. And, um, uh, yeah, I agree. But I, I like that Friday night. And I'm, I'll stay up. I'll be watching. My, my my young kids will stay awake due to my yelling. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad parenting. That's okay. All right, Leland. Well, let's get to Patrick Hype. Bring him on to talk some spring sports. And we'll also ask Patrick about his bracket. All right. Back here on the Yak Sports Podcast, we have Patrick Hite, who once again is joining us from the Daily News Leader. Patrick, thanks for coming on with us. As always, thanks for having me. All right, so spring sports are getting going. Uh, they've been practicing a couple of weeks, and uh, the games are started, I guess, last Thursday and Friday they got going. I know I'm excited about Lee soccer. I've talked about that on the podcast. Uh, but, I mean, wh- where do you think this team's going this year? Are they going to be able to top last year and, and win that state title? 
Uh, well, that's the only way you top last year, right? You win the state title. I mean, the thing about this Lee Boys soccer, they generated so much interest last year and what they did in the regular season with just unbelievable defense. I mean, uh, one team scored against them in the uh, in the regular season and 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 then into the playoffs and and there was this talk that soccer just generally doesn't uh, doesn't get in in high school in this area. Last year, people were excited about this team. This year, I think people are still excited to watch them, and I think you're going to see an, another you know dominant regular season out of this team. But now the question becomes, what do they do in the state tournament? Can they beat George Mason when it matters? Um, they they beat George Mason last year in the regionals, but then when it came to the state tournament and everything was on the line, they couldn't they could not win that game. And and so really, you know, you want them to have a good season. You're looking forward to watching them. They're they're a fun team to watch. They've got so much talent on that team, but it comes down to what can they do. Uh, in the state tournament. And and as you said, can they top last year? Well, it, they, they pretty much have to win a state championship to top last year. I think it'll be hard for them to go on that same kind of tear of not allowing a goal all regular season. Cause I think other teams will start trying to get moral victories of just like, if we score on them, we've really done something. So well, that's a lot of pressure too, right? I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's pressure on any kind of team to have that kind of, of, of streak going and, and everybody talking. I thought they did well last year to handle yeah. handled that all the talk that was around that team I, I thought they did a really nice job of handling and then they they lose their head coach come you know the postseason I mean it was there was a lot of reasons that team could have could have uh, melted down earlier and and they they didn't and they they lost to a George Mason team which is just a phenomenal program up there yeah. I, you know I, what they do at George Mason is unbelievable and and, and there's no uh, you, you can't hang your heads really when you lose to George Mason just because of, of what they what they've accomplished over the years. And I've started kind of looking at some George Mason scores early this year, and they're they're the same beast that they have been. So yeah, so surprising. you got to think down the road those two those two schools are going to meet at some point, and it'll it'll be fun, and we'll we'll see what happens then. All right, Patrick, let's talk about another team that people are looking to in this area in terms of spring and switch up the sports too. Riverheads baseball, state champs last year. What can we expect out of the Gladiators baseball team this year? Well, I think I think they've got a, a very good chance of repeating uh, at, the, at class one because most everybody's back. I mean, they lost a few a few players that uh, I think they lost uh, three three starters or something off that team from from last year. But the the majority of that team and, and the players that are really key are back, and I think they're going to be uh, very very. I, I think they could. You know, the Shenandoah district is tough, but Page County is always really good. I, I think Wilson Memorial could be good this year in the Shenandoah district. Uh, they've gotten off to a pretty good, pretty good start so far. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to I'm actually looking forward to Riverheads and, and Wilson. They play here in a, a couple of weeks. I looked at the schedule that that could be a fun game. But I think if you're looking at class one, I think this Riverheads team if, if could could easily uh, repeat as state champions last year. Um, I, I think they uh, people expected them to go far, but then they had to, to kind of rally in the uh, uh, once they got in you know, the regionals, the state, the first few uh, rounds of the state, they were they were kind of trailing early and they had to 
kind of to rally and, and find ways to win. And then they got to that state championship game and they just kind of let it all, all hang out. And they just, they just uh, won in a rout. Um, I think, you know, with all those young players getting that experience last year and coming back this year, expect big things once again from, from Riverheads baseball. So Wilson Memorial usually has the top tennis boys and girls from, from my awareness. Uh, I know Riverheads has made some good runs, but is it, you know, Wilson's district this year, or are they going to get challenged? Um, you know, I think uh, they're probably going to get uh, get challenged uh, somewhat. Now, the the boys' team's off to a uh, to a really good start. Uh, they are are three and zero right now. So I think, um, yeah, I think the boys' team could be pretty good. The uh, the girls' team, um, they've uh, they've actually uh, dropped a, a couple of matches. So I, I think the girls' team might be down some this this year at uh, at Wilson, and and that was bound to happen at some point because they just had so much talent coming through that program that you're going to have a down year uh, occasionally. And, and they, uh, you know, I'm not saying this will be a down year, but uh, they, they dropped a, a match to Broadway this year. They, they dropped one um, to, to East rock. Uh, so really they're, I think they're sitting at one and two right now. Mm. Um, and uh, they they were able to uh, their their one win came against Stonewall. So so I think you're going to see maybe that uh, that girls team and, and sure, maybe yeah. a rebuilding mode uh, a little bit. But the boys the boys tennis program at Wilson looks to be uh, looks to be solid um, as ever. And I, th- I think uh, that that could be a a good program right now. They've they've won all three of their matches. They've only dropped one uh, one set oh, uh, wow. along the way. So they're they're looking pretty strong early on. Patrick, in terms of track, um, you know, I have great respect for those athletes because to me that's exercise and I would never want to do that. Um, but <laughs> when we look at the track programs in the area, who are we looking at as contenders, as programs, and who are some individuals for fans to keep their eyes on? Well, I think, I think you're going to look at, look at Wilson um, track. Uh, they're both boys and girls programs have, have been great. Uh, you know, um, they they just do a phenomenal job over there. Uh, Steve Guyman uh, with the boys program and and Gary Kessler. Uh, it, it, they're they're just they they've done such a nice job. That that girls track team last year, winning a state championship, uh, which I'm not sure anybody expected that because Maggie Walker has dominated um, at class uh, class two for so long. Um, and there's such a powerhouse when it comes to certain, especially like if you look at pole vaulting, uh, they just, they rack up so many points in pole vault. Not too many schools have pole vaulting. Wilson was actually forced to add it a few years ago just to be able to compete. Um, and then last year, they, just all the pieces kind of fell together for them to win that state championship. Um, you know what, what they did in the indoor track season, they did well, but they couldn't quite compete with, with Maggie Walker. I'm not, so I'm not sure how that translates to, to the outdoor season this year but I, I think look at Wilson because they've got the model for track programs around here now um, you know we've had other programs in, in the past that have been good but in recent years it's been Wilson especially on the girls side that have, have kind of set the standard for uh, for track and, and field and I think you're going to see the same thing this year all right looking at Fort and Waynesboro uh, maybe each one of them are, are between them. You know, what are their best shots of doing something in that class three? Um, if, if you're talking about it, just any, any sport in, yeah, in general, anything. Um, yeah. I think, I think look at Fort baseball this year. Um, 
they're going to be they're going to be really good. They uh, they've got a pretty young young team um, out there, and um, I think they could. Uh, they they've got already some players that have committed to uh, to to colleges, um, and I think uh, I talked to Damian Fink, the uh, the head coach, um, and he we were talking. It was it's been a few weeks ago now, but we were talking, and he said that this is the kind of year that if they don't succeed, blame the coach. He said, he said, we've got the talent. Uh, we, we should do well this year. Um, if we don't, then it's my fault that this falls on me. So, uh, so I, I really think watch that Fort Defiance, uh, uh, baseball program. Uh, they, they could, they could be really fun to watch. It's always, let's say, uh, class three and the Valley district. It's tough. It is really tough for them to do well, but, um, I think, uh, I think they could, they could do, they could do, they could be a special team out there. And, and Sam Hill, uh, who yeah. I've written a lot about, yep. he is back as a, as a senior and, um, and, and he's playing this year and, and that's just kind of a feel good story. So, so that, that four team could be a fun team to, to watch this year. Awesome. All right. Well, we, we can't have you on this week and not talk about bracket at all here early in the week here. You've put some tweets out talking about who you've sent off to Gannett or whoever for your picks. I think you had Gonzaga winning. So convince me why I should put Gonzaga as my winner. Well, first of all, I mean, Gonzaga has gotten the, um, the experience over the years, right? I mean, they're not, they're, they're not a newcomer to this. They, they've, they've been to, they've been deep into the tournament. Um, i Forget what they did in their conference tournament. I, I just I don't put a lot of weight in conference tournaments anymore um, because I think these teams get there and they they Gonzaga kind of knew they were a, a top seed and so you, you wonder you know how how they if that had anything to do with with uh, that loss in their in their conference tournament. But I I really like this team. I mean they they play defense so well. Um, they run the fast break. They're, they're an amazing team to watch. Um, they, they can play with Duke, right? They can play with these, these big teams. Um, and, and I think people still tend to forget about them a little bit, but Mark few is, is a great coach out there. He's got the experience. He knows how to win. Look, it, it's, it's almost a crapshoot when it comes to this. There are probably, seven or eight teams you could maybe pick to, to win it all this year. I just happen to think it's going to be Gonzaga's Gonzaga's year. They'll get Duke in the, uh, the semifinals. And I think they're, they're not scared of Duke. I think they'll be able to beat them. But the Hokies aren't going to take Zion out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish they would. Um, hey, you know, you, you, you never know with, uh, with, with Justin back, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this is the, uh, the, the year Virginia Tech can make a bit of a run, but, um, has Justin put on like two feet and yeah. 200 pounds, sweet 16, <laughs> sweet 16. You know and I'm, I'm happy. I am not a look Duke. Okay. Zion Williamson is, is an amazing player. He, he may be, I, I, I tend to, you know, I, I think sometimes we get into hyperbole. He may be the best college player ever. Um, he, at least he's wow. he, he's just different than any college. A lot of impact on a game ever. for sure. Mm-hmm. But but he's not. This Duke team is not. I don't think this Duke team is a very good team. Um, no, I would agree. I I, I, I watched that uh, Carolina Duke game the other night, and, and it it didn't surprise me that Duke won. But I think Carolina was a better team that night. Zion was just a better player. He, he's the best player. He was the best player on the court. 
Um, and, and he had, they had to get 31 points out of him and have a missed tip in at the end to beat. North Carolina. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think any, I think people can beat Duke. I, I don't think you have to be scared of Zion Williamson. I mean, yeah, he's going to get 30 points in, in a game, 35 points. He's going to do that. But I think if you, if you let him do that, and and focus on the the rest of that team. I, I think you can beat this team because they're not a good shooting team. Um, they they don't they don't play particularly well together. Um, I think Zion's so good that he kind of makes up for some of those flaws in that team. But I don't. They're not unbeatable. They're they're not unbeatable. And and I think that uh, they, they they could win it all. But I think they could lose in uh, you know, on the second weekend as well. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> Okay, Patrick, before I ask you about your upset specials, um, you were talking about, you know, Zion maybe being the best college basketball player of all time. I know that you have UVA playing Gonzaga in that championship, and you mentioned how great Mark Few is. I I also know you listen to us, and you've heard Leland and I rail multiple times this year at some of the UVA fans from this area that have gone a little too far, we feel, saying Tony Bennett is the best coach in college basketball. Um, I, I don't. Are we are we just being haters, or can we tell good. UVA fans to calm good, down? But he's not the Here's best. the thing: he's not the best coach in college basketball. He's not. He be, he's not top five. One. He's one of a handful at the top of the game, right? I, I mean, I think he's up there. I think what he has done with UVA, at least in the regular season, has been amazing. At that 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 program was in disarray for for a while there. And he has come around and he's gotten them consistently as one of the top teams in the country. But in order to be the best coach in the country, you, you got to win a national championship. And I, and I know, or you at least got to make the final, you, you got to get into that final four consistently. And I, and I know that the NCAA tournament is, it's just a strange way to kind of determine the best team in your sport. You play all season and then all of a sudden you go into this, this, uh, you know, three weekends of, of basketball where upsets. You rain. know what? I and, hear and, that. I hear that argument, but we need it. Cause I mean, everybody has Duke as number one overall and it doesn't sound like you're picking Duke. I know who I'm picking and it's not Duke. Like, I mean, we need this tournament to decide who's the best. And I think probably, it's like that most years, like you gotta, you gotta figure it out some way. Thank goodness. And, and Joe's going to use this against me. Thank goodness. We're not voting four <laughs> teams into a tournament. And because you'd have, you'd have half, you'd have, four other teams pissed they weren't in it no. uh yeah i mean it's you, you need this tournament you got to figure it out no you're right i i i agree with that and and i think i i like tony bennett i i do i, I like what he has done at you i think he runs a great program I, he, he's a class act I, you cannot sure. say he's not a class act yeah, but he's a nice guy if you're gonna say he's Good the coach. best coach in college basketball then they've got to prove it on the court. They've got to win when it comes to March. They can't just be, they can't win uh, January and February. They got to win March. And, you know, I, they haven't done it yet. Will they do it this year? Uh, maybe. Pretty but everybody thought they would last year too. And look what happened. So, you know, that's, that's not anti UVA. It's not anti Tony Bennett. It's just the facts that, that they have not done it yet. Maybe this year. Okay. So who, what is one upset that you look at that bracket and you go, definitely this upset is going to happen? 
So do you define an upset as anything where a lower team uh, is? Uh, Let's no. stay away from 8-9. I would yeah. say <laughs> you need at least double an 11. Digit, double digits. I would say an at least an 11. Um, you know, I, 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 really like, I really like Belmont. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, to come out and, and to, to beat Maryland. Um, just because I've watched Maryland some this year, and they're a really strange team. They, they can be good, yeah. but they, they can be really bad too and so i i think that belmont team could could win that game i I like them a lot um looking at some other uh lower lower seeds um you know how worried how worried do leland and i need to be what was that i'm sorry how worried (laughs) do leland and i need to be about the billikens (laughs) i'm not gonna lie the more i think about this game the more i get stressed out about it just because they can shoot threes no, I, I, I think, I, I think you're safe in that game. I'm, I'm not picking it as an upset. Um, it could certainly happen, but I think Tech is safe in that, in that game. I um, love everybody picking Liberty over Mississippi State because I would love to play Liberty in that second game. That would make a, a lot better <laughs> Sunday for me. See, I don't see that. Uh, I think Yale. How about Yale over LSU? I think yeah. that could be. Uh, um, I saw the best tweet, and it was like the two strangest. It's the strangest matchup of two teams undergoing uh, in middle of turmoil because, sure. like LSU, has everything with the coaches. Uh, the coach isn't there, and the and they were paying players. Yale is involved in all the you know rich parents paying sure. off to get their kids there. But that's so, not uh, the basketball program. Well, that was women's soccer, right? So yeah, so it's not the basketball program. program. The schools are undergoing it. I just thought that was it's two very different uh, levels of uh, of uh, probation they're about to experience. It really is. Um, you know, you know, another team. I, I'm thinking, looking over in Virginia's bracket, a, a team to watch out for is is, is maybe Oregon. Um, they're, they're I can't 12, bring myself to they're pick a Pac-12 12 team. They, they look good. I, for whatever reason, I stay up late some nights and just cause I like Bill Walton and or uh, I, I at least well, like to watch Bill Walton. Okay. And so I watch a lot of, a lot of that basketball out, out in West. I and, think you've just outed yourself on, <laughs> uh, on drug use really. So. Yeah. I, I cannot support that. It doesn't get more, much more interesting than watching Bill Walton. Right. I, I mean, I you uh, have to have, uh, uh, narcotic involved to sit there and listen to him myself, but I cannot stand him. Yeah, it's really? tough. I love, yeah, he's I love not for our generation, I don't think. I love Bill. <laughs> um, we just called you old. Wait, way to up Patrick a generation. <laughs> yeah, I really don't think I'm that much older. Than you. <laughs> you're one like, but, um, middle school, you're old. <laughs> maybe Joe, but, uh, well, that's true. Okay, yeah, you got that on me. So, uh, but no, I, I, I don't know. I, I like this. I like this Oregon team to not only you know to to win that first game, but, uh, they could, uh, they could win a, win a few games. Now they would have to go against UVA in the, uh, the, the sweet 16, but, um, but I think they could survive the first weekend. That'd be cool. All right. So to get you out of here, I'm, uh, Bartlett just got reelected in my rewatch of, uh, West Wing. What are you binging? You know, I'm, I'm right now. I found a, a documentary on Netflix, um, losers. Have you watched that yet? Uh, no, but I want to. Yeah, it's it's really good, and they, I love the way they've done this. They they've worked in some animation along with the traditional documentary, you know, where you you, you talk to talk to the you have interviews with the, the people involved and the family and the friends and all that stuff, and they they've done that, but they've added some some animation into it, which at first I thought is a little strange, 
but it works. It works really well. Um, I've, I've gotten through the first two episodes of it now. Um, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know how many episodes there are, maybe eight, nine, something like that. Um, but I've gotten through the first two episodes and it's really good. It's just, a, it's a, it's a sports documentary. It's about teams that, that aren't very successful, but it's not just your traditional American sports either. The, uh, the first two, uh, now the first episode is, is a, uh, boxer, Michael Bent, um, that's, that's on boxing, but then they go into, uh, English soccer in the uh, second one. Um, and kind of a team that, uh, was almost relegated out of the, uh, out of the league. Um, and just kind of how their, their, the, the team handled it and the fans. And I just, it was, it's fascinating. I love documentaries anyway. Um, sports documentaries have done well are, are some of my favorite. And I think this has done really, at least the first two episodes done really well. It's worth watching. I'm enjoying it so far. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on, talking spring sports in the bracket, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next time. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you, man. All right, let's get to the part of the episode where we talk about ourselves, Leland. What is dominating your life? This weekend, it was awesome. Went to Mumford & Sons concert over at JPJ. And other than the logos all over the place, uh, it was a really good time. A uh, really good place. I mean, it's a great place to see a concert. And they put on a heck of a show. And kind of the thing I said walking out of the concert, I mean, I've been to a lot of country concerts. I went to Chris Stapleton uh, last fall. I've been to a lot of Brad Paisley's and Keith Urban's and stuff. And I think people go to country concerts just like, hey, it's a country artist. I'm going. That's That'll be good. I think if you go to that Mumford Sons and pay that money, there's a higher percentage there that are like, they really like Mumford and Sons. So when the whole crowd was singing, it was like the whole crowd was singing. And like the jump in, because their songs always have a good push to them, or a lot of them do. Um, it was really good atmosphere, really, uh, really fun place to be on Saturday night. So I really had fun that good, good friends with us, good trip over there, um, nice and relaxed found a great place to park for concerts that I'm not going to tell anybody about because it's so perfect. Um, but uh, Mumford & Sons concert was great. I enjoy their music. I like their first two CDs more than I like their second or their third and fourth CDs, but they played a lot of the hits and it was great. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed your Saturday night. Uh, I also enjoyed my Saturday night. It was my birthday this weekend. And, well, happy um, birthday, sir. Thank you. Um, which I said it before just now. You so did. the podcast doesn't think I waited till now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I had some friends over Saturday night at my place. We did not go to Mumford and Sons. We hung out at my place. We got together, had a good time. And then Sunday was birthday proper. Um, and wow, you know, it was a great day even then because it was a lazy Sunday, which I was able to enjoy um, after, you know, hanging out and having the friends and the party and Saturday night. I was able to relax Sunday. I woke up. Liverpool didn't have the early game. They had a 10 o'clock game, so I was able to watch Liverpool. After you texted concert, me that, that you were watching. Yeah, I know. <laughs> me too. That's That was the earliest I was getting up. But um, you texted me that you were watching it, and I can tell that you didn't stay watching it because you stopped replying to my texts in the second half. Um, but it started out great. Sadio Mane gets that goal on a beautiful back pass from Firmino, and I was like, okay, we're playing the worst team in the league. We're up a goal. Smooth sailing from here back to top of the table. And I text Leland when Fulham looks like they have scored a tying goal, but they get called for offsides. I was like, oh, whew. five minutes later, in about the 70th minute, F- 
Fulham actually does tie the game. And I was like, I just was like, well, birthday's canceled. Everything else is done. This is dumb. I hate sports. Uh, and then with about 10 minutes to go, we get a penalty. The goalie grabs our player, throws him to the ground so he can't kick it in. Uh, but they give us a penalty. James Milner, uh, not the most talented guy on the team, but clutch when it comes to penalties, puts it in the net. And we win two to one back to top of the table. Loving it. Uh, then I watch Orioles spring training. Don't care how the game goes. It's just fun. Um, and, you know, then the rest of the day was just relaxing. Watch a lot of The Office. I love that show. It's, it's a great a way to spend your birthday. Yep. And, uh, yeah, good times. What Liverpool, by the way. The oh, gosh. I don't even know. I just watch it through the season. Yeah, yeah. So, just, were you on Comedy Central or are you watching? Oh, no, uh, Netflix. DVDs? Netflix. Okay. Um, I, and right now I am on um, Toby Goodbye episode. Oh, that's a, that's a great stretch. Yep. But um, I do want to go back, if I can, rewind to the middle of the week. Leland, I have never been more nervous watching a game that has already been played. Well, that's not true. The Orioles, when they beat the Rangers in the wildcard game, I had to watch that on recording because they played on a Friday night and I had to go call a football game that night. Um, but this was the you second were old enough to call games on the radio. The last time the Orioles were in the playoffs. My goodness. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was, this is probably the second most stressed I've ever been watching a game. that has been recorded. Uh, I race home from work. The phone is off now because I'm like, I don't want any updates. I don't want to see a score. I'm watching the second leg of the Champions League round of 16 against Bayern Munich. Liverpool is nil-nil at the end of the first leg. A goal would help us tremendously. We get that goal. Now Bayern Munich has to score two goals to advance, and they have to beat us. They get one, so we're even. I'm starting to get a little stressed, but Liverpool, clutch, gets number two and number three to win it 3-1. I was so jacked up. I feel bad for the neighbors downstairs because they, if they had been watching their television, they wouldn't have any idea what I was watching. Because like I said, my game's already been played. It's been decided for about an hour and a half at this point by the time I get to it. And I'm sitting there screaming, going, you know, screaming happy things and um, some other things. But <laughs> just enjoying it. And then the Champions League round quarterfinal draw happens. And Liverpool gets the one team I was like, I was like, well, I guess best case scenario is we get Porto. And that's who we got. And I was like, well, happy days. We don't <laughs> get Barcelona. We don't get another team from the Premier League, which, by the way, four Premier League teams went to the Champions League at the beginning when they go to the group stage. Four Premier League teams still around in the quarterfinals. Best league in the world. Well, good to know. Now I'm going to move on to a darker turn. And what oh, I <laughs> what I know that you need to know is JMU hoops is ridiculous. It was so depressing to sit there and like read the girls' score, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And it was like, "Great season, ladies!" And I was like, "You know, not to poo-poo on a whole lot of work they put in, but it kind of is not a great season when you get upset by the eight seed." 
Yeah, when you lose to the wor- one of the worst teams in the bracket, when you lose to the bottom seed in the first round of a tournament, you did not. It, it, that writes your season. You know that that tells the story. Yeah, if I'm gonna like bag on UVA before, but yeah, yeah, if I'm gonna bag on UVA, I'm gonna do it at home. And this goes to another <laughs> problem that I had even before the girls' game was played, and I saw your email about it later. Um. I, when I replied to it yesterday, I yeah, believe Jeff Warren was uh, emailing Jeff Warren the, emails uh, directly, you know? Yeah. He emails <laughs> everyone. So I'm an alumni. So I get the emails and uh, I bought tickets once I saw the email subject. You know, I think the subject line was, you know, basketball season, JMU basketball. And I was like, Oh, are we going to fire coach Rowe? Because that would be very un JMU like, but I'm all about it. Yeah. That'd be great. And you know, I go in there, he's like, Liz, Basketball season was up and downs, and, you know, we started out, I think he said something like 0-8 in the CAA, but then our guys really turned it around. And that's when I started to get sick to my stomach reading yeah. the email because I'm like, there is – well, yeah, if you eliminate the first half of the conference season, we were great. Well, okay, yeah. but you don't get to do that. Like, that's the problem. And, oh, they tried their best against Hofstra in the CAA tournament, which uh, congrats to Hofstra for knocking us out twice. Um, but – I was just like, you know, this is so ridiculous. And this goes to a bigger problem I have. I'm not saying you need to be negative to the point where it's troll-esque in your fan and your fandom, but you will not see any negative comments about JMU sports, period. I don't know if they just have really good moderators that delete every negative comment that comes on there, or if JMU fans are really just that positive all the time. It's sickening. You can't be, if anybody provides any constructive criticism, it's like, oh, you're just a hater. I'm like, no, I just have constructive criticism, and I'm not dumb. I'm not going to look at this men's basketball team and and just be like, hey, great hope for the future. We got a lot of seniors. Cool. None of them can play basketball. So who cares? I don't care. It's not a good program. It wasn't a good program under Brady. It hasn't gotten any better under Rowe. People at JMU just equate seniority to talent. Let's be honest. That year we went to the tournament was because two of those programs were kicked out of the CAA tournament before it even began. If those teams were in the CAA tournament, we wouldn't have a tournament appearance in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. shut up about Lewis Rowe. Like, oh, he's, tra- he's doing really good. We got really hot there at the end of the year. Cool. He stinks at his job. And the fact that the reason you hired him, the big selling point was he's a Madison man. Forget that. I don't want anyone affiliated with JMU basketball to be the next coach of this team. If they were in any shape, way at all affiliated with JMU basketball, they should be crossed off the list because we have not had that good of a Mark basketball him program. Off then. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's <laughs> dead. Mark him off then. I mean, yeah, great line. But uh, I just, and again, you know, I, People at JMU, it's just like, whoa, why are you being so negative about JMU? Oh, because we're just not good. And you need to realize that the football team is good. So, you know, high fives all but around with the football team. they still live on a game that happened 10 years ago. No matter what you say to them, exactly. they still live off a game that happened 10 years ago that can't be replayed and can't be re-earned. Like, you're, you're playing for a championship every single year, and you ignore those runs for a game that happened 10 years ago. So that's why they're always positive. And this email from Bourne, if you have to write that long of a reasoning to not fire him, then you shouldn't be writing the email. You should either be firing him or just handling this in some kind of quick 
interview with TV3 or something and just saying, we know our standards are uh, high and we need to be able to get to that mark and leave it there, not have these four paragraphs that pretty much give you the reason you should be firing your coach. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's ups and downs. And I know we've struggled, but we still think he's the right guy for the job to lead us into the new building. You're wrong. Bad decision. Yep. Uh, what about him? When in his career has he ever succeeded? I think Quick whenever answer, you hire a coach zero. to bring you into a new building, like the Oakland Raiders are doing with Gruden, God. it's a mistake. It is just, he is not the right guy for the job, whether we're in a new building or an old building. And to me, it's just disturbing the level that JMU fans go to bend over backwards to see the light in things. I know I give you a hard time on this podcast sometimes about your view of Virginia Tech or, you know, whatever sport we happen to be talking about that you're a fan of. But you are not even close to the level that some of these JMU fans are with the men's basketball team or the women's team now. Look, did O'Regan have a good regular season? You bet. But he's in the WNIT, and I'm sorry, I don't get out of bed for the WNIT. I d- that means zero to me with this program. This program was to a point where we were in the NCAA tournament more years than not when Kenny Brooks was there. Sean O'Regan has been to zero NCAA tournaments. Yeah, That's he's got to get there. Not he's got to get good there. enough. And if yep. Kenny Brooks, I know he's not succeeding at Virginia Tech, but if Kenny Brooks becomes available, JMU should fire Sean O'Regan. No disrespect to him. They should fire Rowe and bring him there. Well, they should hire Kenny Brooks to do whatever he wants to do and give him a lifetime contract. And have some cojones to fire somebody. Uh, Yeah, because Jeff Bourne, you got to step up and do better. You can't be writing that email. That email does not help the program. Yeah. Your best coach in your program, your softball coach, you just let him walk to Auburn. You let your best basketball coach, you let your best, uh, I'm, I'm more than just. Well, okay, but what are they going to do? Let Kenny Brooks run too. And what, what are you going to do? You don't have the money. I don't what care Kenny about that. Brooks was asking for was more so than money was money for uh, the program and the players because there is ways to give the players more than they were getting at JMU. That Kenny Brooks left the next year, one year later, now the girls' basketball teams are getting that. If they just give that a year earlier, one of the things Kenny Brooks was asking for was that they might be able to keep them. I know the softball coach left for an SEC school, but it was like there was no I, – I just get this feeling there was no fight. It was like, yeah, we're not as good as them. See ya. And it's just like if you want to be a top dog, you're going to have to act like a top dog at some point. And they just lose – they lose too many coaches and hire bad ones to replace them. Yeah, and I'm not I, saying I, Reagan's bad, but he hadn't proven himself He's not yet. good. Yeah, he's not bad, he but he's not good. He's not good yet, yes. Yeah, and – Again, I, I guess my biggest problem is that I don't feel like anyone at JMU feels like they can hold anyone else accountable. It's like we have to be positive all the time because we're soft. And if we criticize someone, then it might shatter this grand illusion that JMU is perfect. Nobody is perfect. My it's okay of, to look at your program and say, hey, we're not succeeding. Something has to change. My other point on the softball coach is probably a big point of this, and people might not know. The dude was from Elkton. The guy born and raised in Elkton. Like, you should have been able to have a better chance of keeping him. All right, let's move on. Uh, what do I know that you need to know? Yeah, this, be positive. This April, the giraffe, I'm done with it. Oh. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be negative. I thought this was like, going to be a happy thing. <laughs> when she was having this baby two years ago, this giraffe baby, it was like a six-month process. What's and it done? was supposed to be like, she's laboring. And it was like legitimately six weeks. It was not, she's laboring, and it took a week. It was like six, it was terrible. It was such 
bull. And now this time she's pregnant again. I was like, she's coming April 1st and we're going to find out she was never really pregnant. Well, she did have her baby. I was a little bit wrong. We, uh, as good parents do, uh, we went in to see uh, Ron at the Shenandoah Trophies and Awards, and we left our phone in the car with the kids saying, hey, the, you know, the giraffe's having the baby you can watch. And the, when we were getting out of the car, she's just standing there. Well, by the time we got back out, a giraffe was laid on the ground. Oh, <laughs> so our, no. Our, kid, our kids got some lessons while we were not present for them. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they got to see the miracle of life live. So luckily it was giraffe and it was a stationary <laughs> wow. camera up in the corner of the pen. Uh, so I don't think it got too graphic, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was a, a funny parenting moment. Uh, and also for me to rant, because honestly, the first time this giraffe had the baby, I was ranting against. After three weeks, I was ranting against it because I was like, this I is I know fake. you were. I remember it. I, I remember you saying you don't think the giraffe is actually pregnant, which I was like, <laughs> bold stance. <laughs> And also, what I really don't get on the camera that we're watching on the internet, it's sponsored by Toys R Us. How? <laughs> I mean, I get the branding. I understand why. <laughs> Aren't they like, out of business? Yeah, they're not in business. <laughs> they went bankrupt. I guess they spent all their money back three years ago for this. And so they still own the rights. They just can't benefit from their logo being in the corner because none of their stores are open. Every so, giraffe being born from now for the next three years is brought to you by Toys it. R Us. <laughs> I love it. They have it. All right, so everybody listening needs to join our bracket. You got to yes. get in there. Uh, it's through ESPN. It's the Yak Sports Podcast bracket. Um, I have tweeted it. I w- will have announced it to the world. Find us. Email me. Tweet me. Holler at me. I will get you in if you need any access issues. We're not asking you to be in our bracket pool instead of others. Join ours also. And uh, – Bragging rights is what we're going for, and we'll be talking about the brackets and and who's winning, and we're likely going to bring on the uh, highest finishing person that's not Joe or I on, and that's probably going to be likely the number one person because you or I probably won't win. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. ESPN says I'm ranked number one right now. I mean, they deserve a high (laughs) ranking. Um, Yeah. You didn't even catch what I said. (sighs) All right. We're going to get out of here. It's been a good podcast. We appreciate Patrick Height coming on, yes. as always. Um, we have a lot of basketball talk this week, and uh, we look forward to bringing you more basketball talk next week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.